anyway, I, I want to talk to this, this, this morning about the, about the love of God. Um, let's go to, um, uh, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5 first here. Um, and in Matthew chapter 5, let's start here, verse 43. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. Now, I, I realize you've got to call the police when an incident comes up or whatever, and you've got to defend yourself, and, you know, and, and we know how to tell people, no, this is not a pass to sit here and just take everything from everybody. No. Uh-uh. Uh, so I just want to say that up front because in the Scriptures you'll find there is opposition. Uh, Jesus took opposition. He didn't just sit there and get beat up. He, when they were going to throw him down a cliff one day in Luke chapter 4, he turned and went his way. So he went right through the midst of them. He didn't just say, well, throw me down. I might as well turn the other cheek. No. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, there's uh, uh, an important thing here that we see that, um, you know, our reactions all the time are uh, are in a manner that uh, are just soaked in, hey, wait a minute, i got to look at, these are my enemies here and, and whatever, but, but I owe them love. So let it, watch, if we keep reading here, look at verse, um, verse 45. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Wow. For if you love them that love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. That means tax collectors, just some particular job that made you feel like whoever was doing that was against society and was against uh, everybody else. If you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Uh, do not even the publicans. So, therefore be ye perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, let's go to uh, John chapter 13. And in John 13... Uh, Jesus brings this up uh, again, um, and uh, and I like to start out in verse one here, but we're going to skip all the way down to it. But anyway, but in John thirteen, verse one. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Wow. Okay. Uh, we also have in, um, I want to remind you in, in let's see, uh, look at Luke chapter, uh, not Luke, excuse me, John still. I want you to see something in John. Go to John chapter 11. And in John chapter 11, uh, look down at verse 3. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Wow. Okay, so we see that, you know, that uh, uh, Jesus here uh, had, um, you know, I mean, I mean, it was just known that he, he, he loved um, Lazarus. And uh, I was looking for another verse here where it actually says that uh, he loved uh, uh, Martha and, and uh, Mary and Lazarus. It's all right there all together, but I don't see it. Anyway, so go back to the 13th chapter. So he loved them unto the end. He talked about all of them. Now, if we go in verse 2, uh, and supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Simon Iscariot, I'm reading John 13, verse 2, uh, put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, 
and that he was come from God and went to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. Now notice, why did we get verses 2 and 3? Well, there were some bad things going on. He knew Judas was going to betray him. But he still, he rises from supper, laid aside his garments, verse 4, took a towel and girded himself, and after he had poured water in a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wash them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Now, I mean, he's Lord. He's master. I mean, he's, he's king, and look what he's doing. Then comes he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Notice, you're not going to wash my feet. <laughs> Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. In other words, you'll understand it later. Peter said unto him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, you have no part with me. <laughs> Simon Peter said unto him, uh, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Now, if you back up and let's just, just replace the words of, if I wash thee not. In other words, Peter was actually saying, you're not going to wash my feet. And I, he didn't understand at the time. But I think sometimes today we don't think that God really loves us. And, and Peter could have just as well said, you're not going to love me. I mean, look, I can love you, but... I'm not worthy of your love. Remember, Peter had said that one time before when Jesus loaded his boat with fish. He said, depart from me, for I am a wicked man. In other words, this is going to make a difference. Jesus, you don't know it. I am so wicked, just depart from me. And Jesus didn't even listen to that. He said, no, from henceforth, you're going to catch men. <laughs> wow. And even from henceforth, that wasn't the end of the miracles. Remember the tax money in, in Matthew chapter 17? Tax money was due, and they had, they approached uh Peter and said, well, doesn't your master pay the taxes? And, and uh, he said, well, yeah, he does. And anyway, Jesus stopped Peter when he came into the house. And he said, told him that little story. I love the story. He said, the, the whom do kings of the earth take taxes from, tribute? And, uh, of, and he, Jesus gave him an option. He said, of their children or of just the regular people out there, citizens? And Peter said, well, of the regular citizens. And then Jesus said, so the children are free, huh? And uh, Peter said, yes. And then the Lord stopped him and he said, Now go to the water, cast in a hook, and out of the mouth of the first fish you'll find a gold coin. Pay your taxes and mine. Praise God. And so what Jesus was saying is, Peter, you're a child. And you're free. All these blessings are free. Have you owed, yeah, we belong to a kingdom down here. We owe taxes to the U.S. government. And uh, But the neat thing about it is, uh, Jesus will help you pay for them because he loves you. I mean, that story had nothing to do with proving to Peter that he was the Christ. It had everything proven to Peter what Jesus said. The children are free. So anyway, Peter says, well, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. Or you could say, if I don't love you, you ain't got no part of me. And, uh, uh, so anyway, Peter says, well, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he that, washes, he that is washed needs not save to wash uh, his feet. But it's clean every whit, and you are clean, but not all of you. And he was referring to uh, Judas. Now, uh, skip ahead all the way down here to, uh, let's go down here to, uh, yeah, it's, um, I will start 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Wow. Now, how did he love one another? Well, you can read it for yourself. There's plenty in there. It's almost like watching a DVD. You can read Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, and you can see perfectly 
how Jesus was, how he loved. Uh, there's no getting around it. Again, he called some people snakes and vipers. That was the Pharisees that were constantly against him, saying that what Jesus said was not true. So Jesus would approach that and say, you're crazy, you're out of your mind. You know, if I'm not casting out demons by the Spirit of God, well, then who are your sons casting them out with? And, well, obviously, they weren't casting them out at all. But they were claiming that Jesus was casting them out by Beelzebub or by the devil. But anyway, you can see how Jesus uh, reacted towards people all the time. When he picked Levi in Luke chapter, uh, not Luke, excuse me, Matthew chapter 9, when he picked, Levi was a tax collector. And the Pharisees got so mad that Jesus went to Levi's home and there was a party going on in there. Now, why does your master eat with these people? And remember, Jesus said about himself, he said, uh, John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking, and you said he had a devil. And he said, the Son of Man, this is so amazing, Jesus came eating and drinking. Now, I'm sorry, but Baptist, but that's what it says. Jesus was drinking. You cannot deny he changed the water to wine. And you cannot deny Jesus did not waste a word when he said eating and drinking. Everybody has to drink. He's talking about a strong drink. And they said, and he said concerning that, you said John the Baptist was even for this. Jesus comes eating and drinking, and you call him a wine bibber and a glutton. Now, did Jesus, Jesus, you're under so much pressure, you've flown off the handle here. We know you've never took a sip in all your life. <laughs> According to this, praise the Lord. And so, but they got so mad that Jesus went in there, and they said, this is disgusting. And Jesus, boy, when he found out about it, I want, I want us to look at that. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter it, it, it's 9, and you'll see Jesus' reaction about that. Boy, I tell you what, he showed love, and he also got on to these guys, too. Look at verse 11, and this is Matthew 9, verse 11. And when the Pharisees saw it, what did they see? Well, say he was in there with these uh, tax collectors and sitting down with them. What they meant by that was he was, I mean, he was sitting at their table. He was a friend of them. And the Pharisees saw it, and they said, Why does your master eat with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. You know, that's, that's how we reach people. We Instead of making people, well, you get a little more perfect, and I'll talk to you or whatever, or even your kids, oh, you'd be a little more perfect. Well, we wouldn't do that. We're going to talk to our kids. But it's, it's, it's not just, it's, it's even folks that, like Jesus said, you know, if you, if you only do good to those that are good to you, what reward have you? It's the unthankful, whatever. And, and you just go the little extra mile here, and he said, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. When Jesus indicated there, he was a physician, but he was also talking about, you know, uh, if I don't go to these people, how are they ever going to know? But look at verse 13. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Wow. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. And he told these guys to go learn what that means. Now, let's go to, um, uh, let's see. Let's go, you were, we were in John. Go back to John. This time go to John 17. 
And in John 17, I want us to go down here to uh, the very last verse. John 17. This is the prayer. Uh, and uh, uh, it's com John completely wrote it down. It was fantastic. Uh, a lot of wonderful things in here about protection and whatever. But look at the very last thing. And I have declared unto them thy name. Well, I mean, who doesn't know God? I mean, he's talking about the name of Jesus and the power of that name, okay? But anyway, he said, I've declared unto them thy name and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Now, now what kind of statement is that? Well, remember the Bible says we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Something has happened. It, the new birth is what it is. We've been given a new heart. Uh, and uh, Jesus is just telling us here about these things, that this love has moved in. So he says here, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me. So in other words, all the love that God has, the Father, to Jesus. He says, that it may be in them and I in them. Now, I want to show you something amazing while we're here. We're talking about this love. Uh, let's see. Look at verse 23. He says, I in them and thou in me. In other words, I'm the branch and uh, you're, I mean, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you know, we're in him, that kind of thing. Okay. And he says, I in them and thou in me. Talking about the Father is in me. Remember Jesus said, if you, if you receive me, you receive the Father. Uh, so here's where he starts that they may be perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Now watch this. He's still talking about the world knows something. And hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now that's hard to swallow sometimes. You mean tell me that God Almighty loves me just as much as he loves Jesus? Well, let's talk about something else first and we'll come back to that. Did Jesus tell us that we had to love one another as he has uh, loved us? Yeah. Well, then, this is no surprise. Jesus is under the same command. He tells us to love one another as I have loved you, and that as I have loved you, this is where we miss it sometimes. And it's, it's like, well, God doesn't do anything to me, so why would I want to do anything to my neighbor? Well, if, if you read the Word of God and you find out how great God is, Remember, we love, the Bible says, because he first loved us. And so as you get this picture, it's like, <laughs> after all what God's done for me, I will surely love my neighbor. I will surely love my enemy. Despite the reason Jesus spent so much time on this, you know, he talked about the, the good Samaritan. We know that story. Remember the priest comes by and he, oh, he goes to the other side. <laughs> he passed by on the other side of the road. The Levi comes by. Same thing. Didn't do it. Didn't want to help that guy. Remember, that was the road to, uh, I mean, it was down there. It was Jericho, which was on the way to Samaria. The Jews don't, we just don't have anything to do with black folks or whatever. We can understand that term, you know, with uh, somebody, the Mexican folks or whatever. I mean, people trying to take over our country, whatever. <laughs> well, they're here, but uh, nonetheless, we still owe people love, you know. So that they may know that thou hast sent me, and that thou hast uh, loved them, even as thou hast loved me. Wow. Okay. Praise the Lord. Oh, uh, let's go to uh, 
let's see. Let's go to uh, the book of Romans. And in the book of Romans, look over with me here at, um, uh, let's see, we'll do, let's go to uh, Romans, let's see. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Okay, Romans chapter 8. Look down here at um, at uh, verse 35. Romans 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Wow. Do you see the commitment there? And then watch this. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we're killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now look at 37. Nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, that means go back to the list. So in uh, tribulation, you're a conqueror. In distress, you're a conqueror. In persecution, you're a conqueror. In famine, you're a conqueror. In nakedness or peril or sword, you are a conqueror. And then he starts the list over again and just really expounds on it in verse 38. I'm persuaded neither death nor life uh, nor principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come, no matter what in the future, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Now, before I finish that, remember, what did the love do? And what the love did, verse 37, was through, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Praise the Lord. All right, so now the last part of 39. Uh, Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, this love here that he wants us to give to others, you know, I've got to uh, 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 weigh it in light of uh, what he's done for me, praise the Lord. Um, look at, uh, in the, let's go a little further here, let's go to, uh, yeah, the 13th chapter, Romans 13. Verse 8, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves one another has fulfilled the law. Wow. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, uh, I mean, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it's briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Remember, that's what Jesus said. Oh, oh. Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Wow. Well, no wonder. Well, now, go, go to the right just a little bit. you got 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And uh, I know we passed a good one there at 1 Corinthians 13, but I want us to go straight to Galatians just a moment. Galatians, please. And in the book of Galatians, go over here to, um, uh, let's see, let me find it over here. Yeah, here it is, the fifth chapter. Look at this. Oh, let's start here at verse 13. For brethren, you have been called to liberty or freedom. We're in the world, but we're not of it. Only use not this freedom for an occasion for the flesh, but by love serve one another, indicating there's going to be some pressure times. Remember, what reward have you if you love those that love you back? You know, I mean, you know. Look at verse 14. 
For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, if you think a neighbor, neighbor is somebody permanent. That means you wake up in the morning and he mowed his yard a little bit too close to me this day or whatever. Or he, or he you know, it's easy to get agitated. You can get agitated at people in your family, you know what I'm saying? And so when he says neighbor, that indicates, wow, those that are uh, close to each other. If you go a little further, you can kind of see it. Verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. I mean, you know, if, if you think about some of the things that we get aggravated with, let's say when you're driving, I know I can get aggravated when you drive. It's easy, you know. A lot of times we just, I don't get mad at the driver, I'm just mad at that car. Just, uh, you make that excuse. Uh, not the person, it's the car. <laughs> no, no, it's the person. You can get aggravated. And these little things can just keep going and going. And, and, and uh, oh, and like I said, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. And I love talking about driving too. It's kind of neat because I see it. it I, I, uh, it's a blessing. I, and I watch it among other people too. Not everybody out there is just speed up and take the slot. I see people hit the brakes. They let people in. I mean, man, it's fantastic. I just love it. I'm sitting there going, man, they let them in. I'm thinking I'm going to be the, I'll let these people in. No, other people letting them in. Man, just. And the people that get let in, they thank you. You know, it's not like we don't say thank you, you know. And I heard a guy in the office the other day. I was he, he was loud on his speakerphone, and it was and it was just good. I just I just really appreciated the way he talked. It was good. I heard him talking about something at work to whatever he was. He just said this guy's voice is just a great voice, and I just really appreciate what he did at the end. He uh, he said this 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 this, and obviously that they were saying something else back. I couldn't hear what was going on, and then he told me he said I want I want hey thank you, you know, thank you for that. And I thought praise God. He won't kill everybody. It'd be nice, you know. And it pays. This is what he's talking about here. Uh, so he says uh, here in uh, verse 14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. I mean, some people are just like, they won't take nothing off nobody. Oh, I hope you fought back. You know what? <laughs> Oh, uh, let, let me show you, uh, and go back to 2 Corinthians here. Not 2nd, but it's 1st. It's 1st Corinthians. And look over here at, uh, let's see, I believe it's, uh, yeah, it's 6. Yes, 1st Corinthians chapter 6. And look at verse 6. 1st Corinthians 6 and verse 6. He says, uh, uh but brother goes to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now, he's talking about some things got so out of hand here, man, they're taking everybody to court, you know? Okay? Now, look at verse 7. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. Oh, yeah, let me tell you who did what. Okay, well, watch this. Because you go to law one with another. Look at this phrase. Why do you not rather take wrong? What? I'm not taking it wrong. You don't seem to understand. Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Wow. Are you kidding me? Remember, Jesus said, turn you the seat. Yeah. Now, of course, at gunpoint, somebody's trying to do something. But this said brother. This is where it gets rough. When you grow up in a family, I know I had a sister. My sister and I always followed. It wasn't all time. Temptation was good. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. You're not talking to me. And then, boy, if we ever did anything to one another. I mean, man, that fight was on. I mean, I remember one time, and I thought, I'm just so glad, because 
mom and dad would have just creamed me. Well, got her too. She she knew she could open up my bedroom door because kung fu was real big. She'd kung fu that door and boom it open. I mean, it'd be locked. But I'm just so thankful now, now that my understanding, I know how doors and stuff. I'm glad she split that wood. I mean, oh, mercy. I'm just imagining. But she hit that door, bam. I don't. I can't remember what she ever did to me. I just never did anything. You know, just come in my room. You know. But but you can understand. You know, you can get into it. But I but Darlene and I didn't. We didn't let that fester. It is like for long. We like what we thought. I mean, we didn't talk about it because that was embarrassing. But uh, it, we didn't care. If if all of a sudden she wanted to talk to me, I was like, yeah, huh? What? It wasn't like oh, I remember that, you know. But you know, you can get so close to other people that you're around, and you can just when you go to work or wherever, you can just have people you just don't like, you know. And 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 it's, it's I believe that's why it says neighbor, and then even right here it says brother. You can tie into it, and uh, but I I know my mom and dad didn't didn't. I mean, I can just remember we would be riding in the back of the car from Memphis, four-hour ride. I remember Dad's hand would come back there. Man, we, none of us. Well, actually, you wanted to sit behind Dad because he couldn't get you back there. <laughs> he could get me over here. That was the whole reason you want to sit by Dad because when we would get into it, you know, that hand would be coming around. But what I'm saying is they brought us up where quit fighting. Y'all cut it out, all this kind of stuff. You know? and, and you figure out, well, I don't want to face the wrath of my parents and get in trouble. And you, and you work it out here. And but anyway, he said that you, you've gotten way out of hand here. You know, why not suffer wrong? I mean, we've all done that. We're like, well, it's his fault anyway. But I'm just gonna let it go. Well, see, that's forgiveness. That's what forgiveness is. Praise the Lord. He goes on in verse eight. Nay, you do wrong, and you defraud, and that your brother. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate nor abused of them with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, or revilers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, and you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of God. Wow. Anyway, um, he keeps on going here, and he's, he's actually talking about, you know, I set things aside so that I can, uh, you know, Love people. Now, go, go to the right and go all the way to 1 Corinthians 13 and, and, and let's briefly look down through the list. This makes all kind of sense here because you can see, ooh, I see how it fits me. It's not like, well, you know, somebody out there just flown off the handle and this doesn't apply to me. Well, yeah, it does too. 1 Corinthians 13, look at verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, let's just say because I go to church. I mean, but although, but although he's talking about, man, I mean, he's, he's, he's He's spiritual, buddy, you know. He said, and I have not charity, that means it's love, same word, translated love, all through the scriptures. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. That's, that's really a nuisance sound, is what he's talking about. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I can remove mountains, have not love, I'm nothing. And I've sort of seen that a little bit. I mean, you, you can see people that have... Uh, uh, I've known them personally. They, uh, they in front of a crowd, they're just fantastic, kind of like something, not like this, but you have a situation where you go, you want to hear somebody, and you get behind the scenes, and man, they are just terrible. Let's say to their bus driver, bus driver says, "Yeah, well, I'm glad you like the concert, or whatever." And he ain't much of a Christian when he gets off stage. See, that's what. Ooh, wow, big alert, you know. See, Jesus said in the latter days, He said, uh, uh, "Men's love will uh, will wax." cold because of uh, 
the world. And we don't, that's the reason Jesus said a new commandment I give unto you. So you want to make sure, hmm, could I have, uh, could I have held my tongue on that last thing? And I remember I had an incident at work not too long ago, and I went to the guy's office, and we were, we were actually fussing over an incident that happened to Griffin out here. And uh, he got so mad, he called me a name. He walked out of my office and called me a name, and I thought, oh, I thought, And uh, we were arguing, not uh, personally, but uh, uh, we were just arguing about um, what one group of people would think versus another. And I was very, I mean, I was on one side of the fence. It was nothing at all we're in Alabama. I thought it was the same thing, similar. And uh, <clears throat> some kids at Grissom were throwing water balloons, whatever, you know. And one people can say, well, it's <laughs> just water balloons. His side of the fence, he was like, oh, they could have put an eye out. <laughs> you know, it got so heated, he got so mad and said something to me. And uh, But it was so funny. It did, he didn't last any longer than I did. I got up, went over to his office and I said, hey, listen, Mike, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't. I fit water balloons is no business for you and me to have it out. You know? <laughs> you know? And he goes, Richard, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said what I said. But, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It, you, you think about, no, you know, you don't want to. You know, I mean, I could have stayed in my office and said, well, what a turkey he is. But I wasn't going to do it. I said, no, Mike's a better man than that. And, uh, and uh, uh, he didn't mean that. And I want to make sure he knows that I don't mean, call me whatever name he wants to. You know? And I, that's how I approached him. I said, hey, listen, I could say the same thing. Because he was apologizing about it. I said, man, I said the same thing. Don't you worry about it. I said, we're just, you and I just fussing about it. That's all it was. And, uh, and that's where he's coming at from here. But if you don't have love, man, well, you absolutely are nothing. You know, just nothing. So uh, let's go through this list just a little bit.